Hi, and welcome to Randy Newman versus Everything. This is the podcast where we compare Randy Newman songs versus everything. My name is Jordan Temple, and I'm here with my co-host and good friend Dan Perlman. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. So today on Randy Newman versus Everything, we'll be comparing Randy Newman's song off of his album Good Old Boys versus Liberal Elites, aka Libtards, Cucks. You guys know Cucks? Yeah. Oh, it's all over. Yes, yeah. People know cucks from that song, uh, from that show. Um, what's that cooking show? Too many cucks. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Too many cucks in this kitchen. Yeah, that's what you say. <laughs> Gotta get out a, the kitchen. When there's a husband cooking there. Yeah, cucks really is taking on a whole new yeah, meaning. You know, absolutely. It's it's weird because I feel like regular cucks can't enjoy people like. Uh, fucking seeing, their wives fucking in front of them anymore? Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's taking now it's a, like now it's like ah, oh, now you guys think I want to fund Planned Parenthood? Yeah, I just want a guy to rail my wife. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the real marginalized people. The yeah. people who just want to be cucks and not fund Planned Parenthood. Exactly. Absolutely. Newman's got to write a song. The real cucks. Yes. So we're gonna be getting into that today. First, we just want to lay some. Some context, some some groundwork uh, gotcha. for this. Um, Randy Newman, the song Rednecks, is a song in his own words. He wrote this song after watching Lester Maddox, who was a governor in the 60s of Georgia. He watched his appearance on the Cavette show. It's a late night show after seeing him being treated rudely uh, by a, we presume a Jewish man, because, well, now I'll, I'll read the lyrics uh, shortly. Oh, the Cavett show. The Cavett. I don't yeah, know, yeah, no, it? no, it Do just you know took me a is? second. Yeah, that guy, he's that guy's got a crazy story about. He's got like one of the, my favorite insane stories about how you know you hear those old people from like the fifties and sixties, and it seems like anybody who wanted to become famous just becomes famous right. immediately. Like stand up in the eighties. Yeah, exactly. Right, eighties. Yeah. Nobody bombed from like seventy nine to ninety two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone killed. Yeah. Everyone got on TV the second they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But this guy, he had he's, he's had some story that he snuck into like Johnny Carson or Jack Parr, one of these shows, mm-hmm. and he like stopped him with the host, like Jack Parr, when he leaves his office, and he's like, "Mr. Parr, my name's Dick Cavett, and I want to be a comedy writer." And Jack Parr's like, "Well, let's see what you got, kid." And he's like, "And then I told him some jokes, and he's like, those are pretty good.'" And he's like, "And then I went and sat in the audience, and he used one of my jokes during the show, and so I waited for him when he left that day, and then the guy was like, "That was a pretty good joke you had there, Dick." And he's like, thank you, sir. Is you, you got more where that came from? And he's like, yes, sir. And he's like, all right, kid, you're hired. Wow. And he's like, and then three years later, I had the Dick Cavett show. That's awful. Isn't that insane? That's insane. Do you want one of the only shows on one of the three channels that exists? That Yeah, that's insane that he just went in just coming off the street. Like, he went from a stick and a bindle to a fucking five-course meal right. in a matter of two days. Yeah, because he broke into the building. Wow. Or maybe because he was a Jew. <laughs> we will find out. <laughs> but basically, I don't know if he was. He might have been a little waspy. No, he was definitely a liberal elite. Oh, okay, okay. So that that sets up the nice uh, juxtaposition. Yeah, right. So but, the, so this guy, this governor, was on on the show. So this this governor was on the Cavett show. Yeah, and they uh, in in Randy's words, the great Randy's words, he said they had just elected him governor in a state of six million. And if I were a Georgian, I would have been offended, irrespective of the fact that he was a bigot and a fool. What did he say? This in an interview? Yeah, he said this um, in a, a larger anthology of basically the cultural 
kind of climate that Randy Newman and um, oh, yeah. a lot of like satirical kind of artists in that time. I didn't know he were, talked about the work. I thought he'd have it speak for itself. I don't know. He's a complex man. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. He speaks for himself, and he lets the yeah, work speak fine. for him. But okay. the first, the first, um, we're gonna we're gonna play the first verse for you, and um, then we're going to kind of dissect that and go into what this means and what a liberal elite cuck libtard is. Last night I saw less thematics on the TV show. There's some smart ass New York Jew. The Jew laughed at less thematics. The audience laughed at less thematics too. Well, he may be a fool, but he's our fool. They think they're smarter than him, they're wrong. So I went to the park and I took some paper along. And that's when I made this song. Boom, 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 boom. boom. We talk real funny down here Drink too much, we laugh too loud Too dumb to make it in no northern town We're keeping the niggas down It's a pretty good one. Well, word in there? Yeah, you know his perspective immediately. <laughs> He's not believing that Obama is from here that's for sure he wouldn't have he wants the long him. form birth certificate <laughs> yeah exactly he's not voting for obama f- for a third term like, no no like those good white people from get out oh yeah absolutely bradley not. woodford good yeah. dad oh really good cuck <laughs> <laughs> but um to just set up uh some of some of the context of that so um well i previously said that he was um on the show Lester Maddox and Randy just watched that and was just like um, and I think there's something that goes on a lot today people are very especially like presume liberal elites or liberal people in general will kind of talk down and like shut down people like Milo long Greek name last name Yannopoulos Yannopoulos and um, they'll shut down Trump but I feel like at the same time, they don't understand that these people have a following. And as small as it is, the more outrage people have. And I read this from, um, uh, I learned kind of some of this. It's kind of like a marketing ploy. They build outrage, like the far right and Republicans mm-hmm. and presumably presumably rednecks in this scenario yeah. will use outrage to build their fan base. I mean, look at, look at the, if you ever look at like bestseller list, yeah. it's- almost only, you know, conservative books. Right. Ann Coulter, Bill O'Reilly, Glenn Beck. It's like all these, you know, that's who Sean Hannity, that's who the bestseller list is. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the New York Times bestseller list. So it's not like, you know, that they can marginalize them, but uh, it's, yeah. it's not it's not a minority of people. Right. You know? It's, it's the people, it's the people who for like, and I, I read this in, um, there's this guy, you know, remember that guy, that that, that uh, bro-y dude, uh, Tucker Max, who's like talking oh, yeah, about yeah, fucking yeah. all those girls and partying yeah, 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 and stuff. Yeah. So there's this guy, he was okay, like... Okay, fun. Oh, fun, fun, <laughs> bro. Good old Prescott. That know? guy knows how to fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I knew a Prescott. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He died in a boating incident. That's how somebody <laughs> named Prescott should die. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, he knows me. <laughs> you got a friend in me. That's for another episode. Um, But basically... Would you say you're a liberal elite? Absolutely not. No? No. But you're liberal. Kind of. 
Are, aren't you elite in some ways? Intelligence. There you go. Yes. That's a very liberal elite thing to say. Mm-hmm. No, right? but I don't have good education to be liberal elite. Hmm. I don't. I have a community that, college that, degree. Is that the bar? You yeah. gotta be educated. Liberal elites. I think that's what separates them and actually makes them bad people in a way. Right. Is because of their education. Their education actually makes them stupid, and the rednecks. Um, are kind of more classified by being more observational. That's why when people are asked why they voted for Trump, it's just like he sticks to his word and he means what he says and he's, you know, right. they 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 kind of take action in in uh against like uh intellectualism. Like they don't intellectualize things. They see things for how they are or what their surroundings are because everything is Right is as it appears to be. They don't have the education to just completely intellectualize things. Like, I'm you're hungry. Talking, I'm gonna eat. Talking, it's not where did I get my food. You're talking very liberal elite right now, okay. saying they don't intellectualize stuff. Whoa. And that's if I had to choose a side. I mean, that's I feel like I'm I'm definitely liberal elite camp. Yeah. Well, right? yeah. You went to a good school. Went to a good school. You're a Jew. A Jew, that is what that is what it means, right? We were talking before <laughs> yeah. of w- what the slur for liberal elite is. <laughs> yeah, and you said libtard. That's a good well, yeah. Lib-tard. But I was thinking it was just kike. That's mm-hmm. what it really <laughs> coded before they probably censored that on forums online. Like yeah. that's really what it is. Just to clarify, it's it, it was Dan who said kike, not me. Oh wait, hey, whoa, come on! <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I can say that because I. Hate specs. No, <laughs> yeah. joking. That's all fun. Man, I wait, can't joke. wait for people to get outraged about this. No, bleep so. it. No, come on, liberal. Yes, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, Went back to the Tucker Max point. Tupper, Tucker what I, Max. What I was saying about Tucker Max is he um, had a guy who's his best friend who was a, like a marketing strategist mm-hmm. for his books getting out, for his movie getting made. Yeah. And they would intentionally put up billboards for uh, against abortion, like in trains. Yeah. And in Chicago and in other like major cities across the United States. Yeah. And he would report them himself. And then out of build out of that outrage, it created its own fan base. Wait, what do you what do you what do you mean? I'm saying he'd like report them, like he, he would he would he put would a billboard up that was anti-abortion himself. That was anti-abortion. Yeah, and then he would report the billboard. Yes, he and he or oh, like that, he'd tell other people about. He would them. tell other people like he would like report on his radio it. show. Or yeah, he, or or himself, but anonymously he would report it mm-hmm. a lot anonymously, and so much that other people who actually don't defend that point like he would troll for the case of building a fan base it's right. like for every like you know nine and ten it was is he, he kind of operated like nine and ten people who were just like against milo or trump like they hate it they hate it they hate it and these people don't have some of the tools to be able to build a fan base on their own but out of that outrage that one person out of ten mm-hmm like a dark switch turns off in their brain and they're just like huh i never thought about it that way right. so after a million people who are outraged a hundred thousand people are fans of yes. this thing and i think um that's like uh, how a lot of the fandom from this alt-right camp has kind of like burgeoned and i think some of the outrage that liberals have is just like whether it's like there's not enough about like really 
things people don't care about that yeah. involve like little stupid things like um Tim Burton movies like there's not enough diversity in Tim Burton movies or right. or freaking I don't know like vegan popsicles in in Whole Foods is racist against Africans or mm-hmm. something like yeah, something yeah. obscure and stupid that doesn't impact anybody's lives yeah in and, any way and it makes them look silly even right. the pink hats at the women's march which I supported the women's march oh, but yeah. then there was also this weird thing of just like there wasn't um like it's just like why are you knitting hats at the same time like i just feel like it's a waste of yarn at the same time it it's is. just like that's why i did read about that that a lot of these signs the big waste of poster board not good for the environment they're not recycling properly exactly yes so it's good to keep that in mind mm-hmm. for anybody listening recycle this podcast yes recycle recycling is more important than feminism um <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's something we don't disagree on. Yeah, we don't need to reverse that. <laughs> we have our sides picked. <laughs> Everybody remember that. This is the takeaway. So you're arguing rednecks better than liberal elites. Rednecks, Absolutely. the song superior yes. to liberal elites, the human beings, Absolutely. the people. Yes, which is a very emotional, visceral, rednecky thing to think. Yes, I actually have no emotions. But, um, <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm pretty numb. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty numb to it all. But I would say that I like the perspective of this guy. He's actually, how how Randy Newman set it up, this guy is a character that he's humanizing. His name is Johnny Cutler. He's an everyman yep. from Birmingham. Right. And um, Birmingham's the second song in the album. It's, it's a trio of songs that kind of paints the picture of this southern redneck we can presume this is the first song off the album mm-hmm. good old boys right um it's rednecks it's uh birmingham and marie that kind of are the the trio songs that really paint the picture of what what he's about what his worldview is about and then what he's kind of ra- railing against but isn't it hmm, it just seems to choose that over uh it's weird. I feel like an album. You should have had a uh, counter to this. He's focused mostly on redneck Birmingham, and there's no looking at the other perspective of cucks. Of cucks, yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He's not singing oh. about the cucks at all. Right. Well, it's interesting because, um, and I, I'll read the um, the lyrics from Rednecks. Oh, please. There is, um, um. Uh, in the third ver- verse, he when he's kind of describing every type of redneck, or in the second verse rather, he's describing every type of redneck. He's like, um, "We got no neck oil men from Texas and good old boys from Tennessee." He's trying, he's showing his pride, and then he's like, "And college men from LSU went and dumb come out dumb." Hey, what too. are good old boys again? Good old boys are white, white, straight white men. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I would think when you say boy, that's- southern. That's yeah, black but only, but only white men old. can can refer to themselves as that. I think as good old boys. Yeah, they're southern kind of. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, see, it's it's just uh, it's slang that can have positive or negative meanings. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, so, oh, he's a fucking good old boy. Nah, yeah. that's that doesn't even work great for a negative. Nah, I mean, cause good is still there, and old that's like friend. Yeah. yeah, does it bother you when uh, Randy that he says the n word there? No, because I know he's saying it in a character. If he right. said it in an interview, I'd be like, "Wow, 
<laughs> and be like, yeah. oh my God, Lester. That's a smart, that's a smart strategy. Yeah. Before you're going to say a slur, just have piano behind it. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. always be carrying around a keyboard yeah, yeah. in case you shout something. I like that it's so a beat too. Like it shows the perspective of people thinking that a lot of the racism exists solely in the South and is responsible to rednecks because sla- a majority of slavery was in the South and Northerners take pride in the fact that and say that they let, uh, you know, black people free, let the slaves free, et cetera. But, you, know what's, you know what's ironic there? Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off there. No, this, um, there will, in the third verse, he's, he's, uh, he describes um, just what the North has done. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a strong um, counterpoint or argument to this song actually being better than liberal e- elites. He says, now your Northern niggers are Negro. That would be me, I guess. But he's saying, you know, he's proud. He said, he, you see, he's got his dignity. Down here, we're too ignorant to realize that the North has set the nigger free. Yes, he's free to be put in a cage in Harlem and New York City. And he's free to be put in a cage in the south side of Chicago and the west side. And he's free to be put in a cage in the Huff in Cleveland. And he's free to be put in a cage in East St. Louis. And he's free to be put in a cage in Fillmore and San Francisco. And he's free to be put in a cage in Roxbury and Boston. They keep, they're gathering up for miles around, keeping the niggas down. So it's like both sides is like keeping the niggas down. It's like you guys think you're great because you had like free men in the 1900s or whatever. Like, yeah. and, and we still had indentured servitude, but you're not any better because prisons operate as a second tier, second form of slavery. And for them to be so hoity-toity with like education but also have so many of the like black people in ghettos around the like the united states going to jail at such a high rate it's like i don't know what you actually have to be proud of you just look better than us in a way because you haven't been fucking your cousin you, know you say you what did i do you dan from the city <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> from the same place <laughs> yeah yeah um well, no, okay, but mm-hmm. you were saying what's ironic here. Yeah, it's ironic. Talk to more, talk to more uh, people from the South. A lot of them have pride. I think he's touching right here how there's pride a lot of rednecks have right. that maybe liberal elites don't. They don't claim ownership of their identity as much. They like to be to think they're objective. You know, right. that they have the neutral objective viewpoint. Right. But I guess each side does that because then on the flip side. You could have rednecks that think that that's, you hear them talking about that's real America, you mm-hmm. know? Right. That they're real American. The heartland. The heartland. Which I don't even know what that is. What Grace, does that mean? Graceland? What is that? Where, Nashville? Yeah. It's Bible yeah. Belt? I don't know what any of that. Middle Rust, of, Rust Belt? Bible Belt? Pick what belt? Middle America. That's a, that's another code word. Right. For right. anywhere outside of Middle. LA, New York. Which is most of America. I don't know why people say yeah, it's everywhere. Just yeah, that's practically that's most of the country. But I feel like less people live there, and they are just upset at us about things that we don't even think about ourselves, and then vice versa. We're like, look at these hicks, and they're like, look at these like uptight savages. I didn't know there was such because uh, he talks about smart ass New York Jew, but the guy's not a Jew apparently. <laughs> it's which, just an insult. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's just say- yeah, because that's probably just assume. I don't know. He's got a suit. He's some <laughs> fucking Jew. Yeah, in a suit. <laughs> but it's uh, it's weird because I didn't know. I grew up in this in the city, so I didn't know that there was that kind of uh, anger toward Jews. Really, yeah, like, me either. I thought it was just a thing that my grandma would say. 
so she'd have an excuse to whine about something. <laughs> like, I didn't really know. And, you know, there was some, like, historical stuff. Like, right. you hear about World War Two, and it's like, it seemed like the it came Holocaust up. The Holocaust that apparently happened. Yeah, it came up a couple times there. Yeah. But it didn't have uh, any sort of, like, today. It didn't have any immediate feel, right. you know, until you start going other places. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've gone to Virginia. People have just, like, asked randomly if I'm Jewish, you know. So it's just the, the feeling that that, like, comes up there in a way that i didn't even realize right so it's weird we could just live in that you know did you have a similar experience yeah i did not really knowing yeah i didn't i never i was surrounded by jews i couldn't you know but it's a very liberal elite bubble absolutely there you go oh yeah very liberal elite i lived uh across the street um from my grandmother who lived in the co-op which housed a lot of jews and i was in the projects and i was like i'm a liberal elite You know, um, yeah, yeah. I was that, like, that was, so, yeah. that was the name. That was the name of the housing project. <laughs> <laughs> the liberal elite housing project. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. I never understood anti-Semitism. I was just like old Jewish ladies, friends of my grandma, come up to me, pinch my cheeks, call me a, a baba ganoush, or yeah, tell you uh, to eat more. Thumbs. Yeah, eat more, make me some food. Right. I loved it. Yeah, the food is terrible, but no, there's. <laughs> It's now that's where the I heart, understand. The heart's in the right place. Yeah, right. right. If you go to a restaurant, that's when you start to feel that hatred right. for the first time. If mm-hmm. you got to eat kosher, something like that. Yeah, I didn't really grow up with it at all. We yeah. talked about this, but I never went to Hebrew school. I didn't have a, you know, we'd celebrate Christmas growing up, even though there were no Christians mm-hmm. in the family. We'd still get a tree and all that. So it was just not, it was just a very removed thing. But mm-hmm. it's interesting. I feel like the more that... uh I found out that people hate them. Then I start to feel it more as part of my identity. Right. You know what I mean? Because you feel that uh, anger a little bit that some people, not not as much mm. as, you know, as uh, black people do with or Hispanic or anything like that, at least here in America, you know. At but, least here in New York City. New York City. But um, I think there just aren't, when, when people say specifically New York Jews, it feels like an extra ins- added insult because people yes. just assume all Jews live in New York. Right. And and really, some are in Israel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't generalize and forget about the other place. Um, yeah. I never, um, I never, yeah, I never understood... Uh, Anti anti Semitic. So you said you you said you didn't go to Hebrew school. No, I never did any of that. Oh, I never went to. I didn't have a, a bar mitzvah. I didn't. You did know. that make you sad when you didn't have a bar mitzvah? No, I didn't want one. You didn't? No, 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 no. It was there was too much attention. Uh, that just felt too weird. It felt too gross right. to stand up there. And you have people, co- and I didn't even know what, you know, it's like, today you're a man. It's like, no, you're a child in a very large suit. Yeah. I went to a couple of those. It was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. Because you feel like you get to give gifts, and you get to put on a suit and just sit uncomfortable while your friend read horrible Hebrew, you know, what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. You just wanted to go to some party and hopefully grind with some girl mm-hmm. while these parents watched. It was just a mess. Oh, grinding. Oh, Yeah. Oh, you ever man. grind? Those are the t- oh, I used to bump and grind. What was bumping? Um, I don't know. It's in the song. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know what. Get a little bump and grind. Like I think I know, mainly know what grinding was. Not bump. I guess hip bump. That that feels weird. Uh, well, yeah. When was the last time you did? You grinded. Grinded. I last grinded. Um, mm, I think it was two thousand three for me. 2000- Maybe two thousand four. Fourteen years ago. 
14, yeah. You were 12? 13, 14, 2003, 2004. Wow. Not, yeah, bar mitzvah, but like a school dance or something. Oh, school dance. <laughs> I thought, I've said this, I thought my life would involve way more grinding as an adult than it does today. Yeah. Oh, me, yeah. Me too. I thought I'd get out of school and I'd just be grinding 24-7. <laughs> like homework was the only thing holding me back from doing nonstop grinding. It's funny how you say grinding like that because for me, grinding was like, grinding um selling drugs sold weed a little bit very poorly as a teenager so i would grind people would be like you see jordan be like yeah he's on his grind he has uh he has weed on him and he's selling it very very aggressively oh that's what that was and then i'd go to a party after selling more money but you don't get to touch any asses yeah but then i'd go try to grind after i grind it so really it was just a grind all day kind of day grind on grind grind on grind on grind on grind that's great um yeah i didn't i wasn't i think i last grinded when i was 17 i was at a party i was in a projects um that weren't mine kind of a rival projects and i saw someone get stabbed about 15 feet away from me more like 10 Ah, uh, really, it's all a blur. There's a big project uh, rivalry, right? Kind of, in a way. I mean, if you're just not from there in general, yeah, you'll have a rivalry with that project. <laughs> <laughs> you just shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. just a, a away game that should end. <laughs> yeah, it, and you it should will. not play. Yeah. So what? What would happen? Um. So yeah, this. Say is... I go there. Say I stumble in there. Mm-hmm. Into the PJs. Yeah. Probably not going to grind that day. <laughs> um, if I'm looking to grind, yeah. what's going to happen? Um, I don't know. Probably probably not a good idea. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably not. Okay. Yeah. I like grinding, though. I do miss it. Um, yeah, but... Um, Th- these, aren't, these aren't... These are good songs. They're not grinding songs. They're definitely not grinding song, especially especially not this next song, Birmingham, okay. which kind of segues and it, it kind of plays back and forth with Rednecks. And Randy Newman himself, he said he wanted to, um, well, Burning, Birmingham, he said it's the it's the second track from his 1974's Good Old Boys, of course. Yeah. It's uh, loosely a concept album and it features a few different songs told from the perspective of I previously mentioned aforementioned Johnny Cutler a sort of every man from the deep south an embodiment of the region's cultures and good old good and bad ways of good old boys um it's funny the song is called Birmingham and Martin Luther King once called Birmingham the sweltering sweltering with or once described it as sweltering with the heat of oppression which is funny because it's also often 90 plus degrees, which is weird. He's like sweltering with the heat, but also really hot. So Martin Luther King uh, hates it. Randy Newman loves it. Oh, no, no. Vote, this, vote this. online. See how you feel. <laughs> Give us a call. No, the character. Or the, yeah, the character of uh, Birmingham. We know. Oh, uh, yeah. No, but Birmingham is the second track, and it, it kind of um, is from the perspective still of Johnny Cutler, and he is, he is very kind of uh he he goes into the song and he's he's kind of um oblivious to the the terrible things that are going on in Birmingham because he's so adamant about how much he loves it um we'll we'll, we'll play a, a clip of it got a wife got a family 
earn my living with my hand. I'm a roller in a steel mill in downtown Birmingham. My daddy was a barber and a most unsightly man. He was born in Tuscaloosa, but died right here in Birmingham. Birmingham, Birmingham, the greatest city, the greatest city down in Alabama. You can travel across the entire land, but there ain't no place like Birmingham. Wow, that was uh, Randy Newman, not Dan Perlman. Randy messed up a little bit right there, but um, yeah, yeah, I guess they couldn't do cuts back then. <laughs> yeah, I was worried he was take. gonna say the N word too. <laughs> yeah, you really like saying that a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that it would have mattered for Randy, <laughs> like the, singing the that. Randy Newman uh, version of "Niggas in Paris, Niggas in Birmingham." Or just Birmingham. You just say it. <laughs> yeah. When a song's called Birmingham, you really don't know <laughs> how he's going to take that satire. Yeah. N-word might have been the only word in that song. <laughs> I didn't know. Clearly, he loves Birmingham. Yeah, I, I got that. I yeah. tell. That came up. It's funny. He goes on to, he he just is has a deep affinity for Birmingham, which some not understand, especially from Trump supporters and people who are or or seen or prescribed as Trump supporters only because they live in the South, which isn't really what a Trump supporter is. It's someone who voted for Trump, not necessarily a redneck. Um, but he is, like I said, oblivious to um, the atrocities of Birmingham. And he goes on to kind of highlight that and something I think Randy Newman did very well in the satire and understanding the different sides of the song and moving away from the satire of of uh, rednecks he goes on to say with a pepper tree he said we live in a three-room house with a pepper tree black black yeah right doesn't say anything about black people though no 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 and then the next one he goes got a big black dog yeah and what's his name and his name is dan oh that brings it to me Oh yeah, right back to Dan. But he's saying two black things in the damn song. He didn't. So it's just funny. It's just seeing like I think that's a better uh, prescriptive picture of what a quote unquote redneck is, and liberal elite is kind of um, a little bit misunderstood, but not explained in the way that I feel like a redneck has observational powers of like living in filth and. You know, kind of. I don't know. They understand themselves to a certain degree, but also are more ignorant. than more than more than uh, liberally would give them credit for. Absolutely, that's probably fair. Yeah, but you know what? It is ironic. Without those liberal elites, Randy Newman would we would never know who he is. That's true. If they it weren't just, for those yeah. for those Jews giving him money, <laughs> putting him in Pixar movies, <laughs> saying it's okay that you're ugly, it's okay that you're not a good singer. Go ahead, get on stage in Sweden and sing about these bugs and toys. We love it. Go ahead, just talk it all out. This song, it sounds the same as all the other. We, fine, that's fine. Mm. That's not Redneck. You think it's Redneck's going to buy his albums? No. No. It's young black boys in the projects <laughs> in Long Island City, Queens. <laughs> in liberal elite houses. <laughs> Now that's a call black. <laughs> uh, this has been a really fun episode. Um, 
that I'll was. Say, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I'd rather. I'd probably rather hang out with a a redneck. Yeah, they're far more interesting. Right. I used to work for a radio show, and we'd get calls. Mm-hmm. The calls from the like truck drivers way more fun than the guy from. Hey, this is uh, Jeremy from Manhattan. I was like, well, this is gonna be boring. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. All right. But you get a guy. It's like this is Larry the trucker. It's like, yeah, put him on. Whatever yeah. he wants to say. Yeah. He's yeah. got a following. Oh, he's great. Yeah. Hey, Larry. <laughs> hey, Larry. I'm in Wisconsin right now. I don't know. Just eating cheese and oh. Yeah, I think uh I think Obama likes to drink cum. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks, Larry. Yeah. Wow, that's enough, Larry. We'll break that down. Oh my god, Larry. We're really overboard. <laughs> Hey, I think he's an immigrant. Um, and he drinks cum. Drinks wow, pick well, one. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can't pick one. That's yeah. both. Yeah. Oh wow, what a good time. It's been a really fun episode of Randy Newman versus everything. We'll uh, see you the other time. This has been Randy Newman's song "Rednecks versus Liberal Liberal Elites." I'm your co-host Jordan Temple with my good friend Dan Perlman. Don't listen, Jews. Get out of here. (laughs) We'll see you that other time.